0: And now, your hosts for today's show.
1: Hello and welcome everyone. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. My name is Michelle and I am joined today by my co-host Heather. Also with us, we have Connie who is joining from the phone and we have Christy, Jana, Kate, and Jody. And so we are so excited to bring you this show today. Uh, We're going to be talking about living in the season. As we get into some of the holidays and some of the things that are coming up that we are all so excited for, we also know that mm. with the joy there can come, there can be some stress and overwhelm. So we're going to talk about all the fun things, the traditions, the music, and the food. Yeah. And then we're also going to be talking about how we can really live in the season. And we hope that you'll join with us because we've got some fun things happening both on Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. You can follow the hashtag living in the season to to learn some of our favorite fun traditions and we hope that you'll join in too. share your traditions share your favorite foods share some of the things that you love the moments of gratitude because while we talk about uh, thanksgiving and christmas that all of these things apply really to any holiday um as we look at the different different holidays throughout the year so we're going to start with heather sharing with us um some of her oh i'm going to share a story first <laughs> I got excited.
2: You are um, the, queen you of the share. Show. It's a, oh, good, yeah. it's of a show. good story. Yeah. It's yeah. To yeah. Share.
1: So um one of after I had been married for a couple of years, we were at my mom's house, and it was it was a yours, mine, and our situation. And so um, my mom had four kids, he had eight kids, and so Christmas Eve at that house was absolutely nuts. So and we were married, so there were spouses, there were kids and friends coming and going, mm-hmm. and there was this um, big thing coming on. My mom, excuse me, she mentioned that she had invited one of her secretaries to come and join um, Christmas Eve with us, which I thought was fine and a little bit weird at the same time. Like, why isn't she with her own family? And so I she came and hung around with us and she kept saying, oh, this is so nice. And oh my goodness, I love this so much. And oh, this is just wonderful. You know, everything for her was so fantastic. And and after she left, I was talking to my mom and I found out that this girl, who is just the same as you and me, grew up in a Christian home, never had Christmas. Like her family, they believed in Jesus and they believed believed in the holidays and they believed in these things, but they had no traditions. Mm -hmm. They had nothing. And so um, in that little girl who I had realized so many things that I love about the seasons, the holidays, the the family, all of the things being together in that one moment, I thought to myself, what if I never had Christmas and what if I never had Thanksgiving and how grateful I am for some of these things, for the traditions, for the love and for everything that's there. And so I want to hear what your favorite Thanksgiving and Christmas traditions are, but I want to start with your childhood. So tell me something from your childhood. childhood a memory or a tradition that you really loved that you think about a lot
3: kate oh my absolute favorite that we did so i'm a family of 12 growing up in a family of 12 10 kids and we would sleep under the christmas tree on the 23rd you can't do the 24th because santa comes but Mm -hmm. we would sleep under the christmas tree and we'd have sleeping bags all in the living room my parents went under there and the tree and we would spend until three in the morning talking about our favorite Christmas traditions. We would eat a ridiculous amount of treats and it was fun because the older I got, um, I'm at the bottom, I'm the ninth. We would have friends that would stop by or neighbors that knew we were doing that and would bring treats or just come and Carol or come hang out. And it was just the absolute best. So I do it with my kids now, but it's super fun. I love it.
1: And then it's not the 24th and you're not writing mm-hmm. kids up, out, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they're still feeling like they're getting that experience. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I Who else? Kate, Christy,
0: So when I was a little girl, uh, my mom would get service projects ready for us on Christmas Eve, and we would go and do service projects, and that became a huge part of our Christmas. But she was a single mom, and there was one Christmas when we had nothing. And I called her at work, and I said, Mom, what do I feed my little brother and myself? And she said, Well, what's in the pantry? Open it up. And I said, There's a can of tuna fish. And she as a mom and now being a mom now, I can only imagine what she must have been feeling. And she was at work and she was just despondent. And she went to her car that night, not knowing how she was going to feed her kids. And it was full to the brim of food. Mm. There was only place for her to sit. Mm. and wow well, we have taken that Christmas memory that we have and I, I just remember her pulling up at ho- home and we were mm. hungry and seeing the car and just the the joy and the we had that night lucky charms and <laughs> some sort it. of fried meat and I just remember it being <laughs> like like we're like we want lucky charms and meat and it was so exciting <laughs> in the cute. food but she never took that for granted. And she was all, already a service-oriented person, but she took it forward. And every Christmas Eve, we do something. And I've carried that service with me even to my children now. And every Christmas Eve, we do something related to service. Oh, that's awesome. the best
2: tradition. I love that. Yeah. I'll share something and <clears throat> along the lines, Christy. It was the opposite of my family in the sense that there was... Plenty. My dad grew up in a family of 12 children. And so he was used to Christmases that had very little. And so I will say he went a little overboard with Christmas. Um, But it wasn't the presents that I remember. And I do remember some big things like um, I remember when we got this huge stereo, but he was more excited to give that to us than we were to receive it. Mm -hmm. But it was the thought that I get to do this for my kids. But my dad would always, um, he owned a business at that time and he would buy the frozen turkeys and we'd put together dinners and um, we'd go drop them on the porches of individuals that he had chosen. And I didn't really understand it when I was younger, really what that turkey meant, Mm -hmm. but I do today. And, uh, and I was one of those kids that just loved the thought that we would put this you know fantastic box of a frozen turkey and whatever the trimmings were and and just be able to go with excitement and my dad i remember one time in particular he hid in the bushes with us and we waited for the door to open and um it was a family that was in our neighborhood that the the man had lost his job and i would just stuck in my mind but it's my father that knew that that was what he wanted to pass along even though he could then pass along the material things that he went without I don't remember everything other than maybe the stereo, you know, that, that was big, but I do remember that excitement that he wanted to pass along in those small traditions of doing the Turkey dinners. Well, and as someone who has received Mm -hmm.
0: that, thank you. And, and I, the joy that comes from me being able to give that to other people now is so much sweeter and richer because yes. I know what it's like to be hungry.
2: I love yes. that. I Thank love you. That so,
0: Beautiful.
2: Let's
1: go to Jana, Heather, and then we'll reach out to Connie on the phone.
4: Okay. I have a happy one. I actually had a magical childhood and um, I had one set of grandparents who were embodied Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus, like the white ruffled apron, the silver Cute. bun, like amazing. And they made the the most magical Christmas. On the other side of the family, my grandfather was a musician. He was a singer. And um, he gave the most... Well, okay so we'd carol with him every christmas and he had eight children so he had a full-on choir and so as as little ones and we hear the aunts and uncles that everyone would singing carols in four-part harmony at every house that was Mm. just such a cool thing to belong to Mm. and then the christmas party would be we all sing the hallelujah chorus because he was a messiah soloist and so he would lead his posterity and we'd all sing hallelujah chorus i mean it was just so beautiful and then for the final treat, because we were little, right? The final thing that we would love the most was when he would sing to us the Christopher Robin songs, and he had been to school in England and brought these songs back. And he would sing these darling little Winnie the Pooh songs to his grandchildren, and he just transformed into a little boy. It was just the best. So it's awesome.
2: it sounds magical. It does. It sound magical. Like I want to come. I know. <laughs> like like the Rockwell, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah yes, very yeah, much. That was yeah, very Rockwellian
3: childhood
2: here.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah.
5: I know. I think one of my very favorites is on Christmas Eve every year, and we still do it. We would sit down as a family and read the story of Christ's birth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so we, you know, write out of the Bible. And I just, I think it was the power behind it. And I think it was a great reminder, you know, you get up Christmas and Santa does come. And, you know, he did come to our house. And, there were gifts there and things, and it changed that a little bit because as we went to bed that night, we were thinking about Christ and the real spirit of the season, mm-hmm. and so it was a really good reminder and very timely placed, I think, for for mm-hmm. us as children yeah. to know that. But I have such sweet memories of passing that you know the Bible around and reading it, and half the time you know the words were too big because everyone took turns, and but it was it was it was just a wonderful way to really bring in Christmas morning. I love that. Uh, something I like that.
1: Connie, will you share with us one of your favorite childhood memories from the holidays?
6: Yeah, everything that has been said has just been so great, man, just getting in the whole spirit of it. But I love the Christmas baking. My mom is not, admittedly, she is just not a big cook, and she doesn't really get into a lot of stuff, but we would do our holiday baking. And I just remember the Christmas music being on, and the smells of the baking, and just you know the sort of abandon that you get to have when you're cutting out the Christmas cookies and you can steal some of the dough, and and it just was fun. It just, that whole smell and the sights and the sounds, that was so Christmassy to me. I love that, and I love to do that with my my kids now. We love to do what we call bake-and-takes, and And we even do it just on, on Sundays, not just waiting for the holidays. We'll just bake together, and I love doing that with my girls, and then... We just go and take them to different people, and at Christmas, we all have, um, now with my girls, we have these red Christmas pajamas that are plaid, and so we go and we take them in these Christmas pajamas and, <laughs> and deliver them in those, but it's just it's, uh, that smell and that sound and that the feeling of, of doing that baking was just great.
1: I love that you said that. It reminds me of one of my high school friends. Her name's Katie Thompson. Um, she did the Forgotten Carols for many years and has the most beautiful voice. But she wrote an original song called I Love Christmas for the Food. And it <laughs> oh, is this too. funny, just enlightening thing that just is she brings in all the other aspects of Christmas into into, But it's like, I love Christmas for the food. And I'm like, yes, I love that. But it's not just the food itself. It's like you said, it's doing things together. It's being in the kitchen. It's having those smells come around and all of those things that just make it feel like the holidays Um, Heather. Well, I was
5: just going to say we have really great research to, to tie this kind of in that shows us that children remember experiences far more than they remember things. And so it's like where Jody started, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you can remember that stereo, but it's the experiences we have. And and that's really what we're doing here and what we're talking about. It's it's the experiences, it's the baking in the kitchen, it's the smells, it's the sounds, it's you know, the music, it's our grandparents coming over.
0: That is what sticks with us, yeah. not
5: what was wrapped in that paper and the tree. True.
0: To that end, um, we have a little advent calendar stocking at our house with my little kids, and it has a little cubby hole for each day of the month and you're supposed to put a little gift or treat in it, and every day they can open it up. But I decided that I didn't want them to have gifts and treats, and so what I wrap up in there is experiences, mm-hmm. and I say. And, and they love pulling out the little paper. And it says, today, we're going to make popcorn balls and take them to strangers on the street. And inside the stocking is all the stuff to make popcorn oh, balls and take them to so strangers that's on the street. Idea. And I realized it doesn't even have to be big things. I'll put two packets of hot cocoa in the stocking and say we're going to have an impromptu cocoa party after school. And it's short it's and fine. quick. It's and, but it's cute. experiences. It. We should take your list. Yeah,
5: and we put want it up, your list. And put it online for people. Oh, oh that's because a good idea. We, yeah, we, we do the, the, the early same early thing really so cute. that it's experiences together. But I notice that when I want to do something different, I sometimes—I mean—new ideas are really fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I bet there's people listening who could, yeah, who could utilize. Some I members. love
1: it. I think that's great, and I love this because this is a great way to segue into the conversation because I think about that and it makes me tired, and I love it, and stress, and I want to
3: do so, it. So Chrissy, please do it with my children. No,
1: yeah, it's like that. It's like that. Mean that's like I see all these women who do lots of things, and I think maybe I should have them do some stuff for me. Mm-hmm. And but this is a great conversation in the holidays because I find myself, you know, we have our traditions and the things that we love, but what are the things that we can do where we pick and choose, or we say, this is really important to me so that we don't lose the meaning. And I love that talking about like really living in the season and really appreciating the experiences that we're having, that we're really helping our kids understand the true meaning of Christmas. So how do we take some of these ideas and then say to ourselves, yes, this is what's right for me. And so I am going to love and really live and enjoy the season. We're going to go to Kate and then to Jana.
3: So I just, the one Christmas that sticks out for me immensely, my parents, we always joke that every time it was Christmas time, my mom would be like, okay, we're giving up Christmas because she was constantly like (laughs) trying to think of something we could do for other people, which is wonderful. But One year that just will always stick out to me is we had saved as kids. Um, Each of us had done our own things to save up money to go to Florida. And for a family of 12, we did not go anywhere besides the States that touched our state. So anyway, like and that was huge in the car. Oh, heavens no. Yeah. 12 of us with no seatbelts. Anyway, that's another show. But we, so Florida was monstrous and we had been saving for a year. And I'll never forget when my mom brought us into the living room and had tears in her eyes and talked to us about three different people who were close to us in our neighborhood or at school who were in really bad ways and just asked us, and I can appreciate now as a mother how horrible that must have been for her, but asked us to give up Florida and said, it's your guys' choice. You don't have to. And this wasn't like it was her sacrifice. It was ours. I we had is- saved that money. And we all did it, and it really—I don't remember it even being a big deal, but I do remember hiding and giving the money in the boxes to these three different families who had gone through things. And but we knew, and my mom made sure we knew this wasn't like, "Oh, you guys were awesome. Santa really is going to come." We knew Santa would not come. There was no stockings. There was nothing. We—that was Florida. We were leaving Christmas Day, and um, and so we knew when we gave it up that you won't get a candy bar. You won't get this. Is it? And so we we decided that well, you're anyway, going straight
2: to heaven. You're going yes. yeah. Now. Well, my mother. <laughs> (laughs)
3: Yeah. So anyway, but we were fine. We all just readily. And I remember being like, why is she crying? Like, it's okay. It's no big deal. We were probably so used to it because my mom was so good at that. But anyway, but what happened is we woke up on Christmas morning and we all did. We had stocking stuff and we thought my mom, well, my mom was in tears and was like, I didn't like who did this, you know, and, and I later found out years later, cause I was small enough that I didn't understand and that my mom didn't understand where it had come from, you know? And anyway, my 21 year old sister had worked overtime,
5: Aww. sorry,
3: it makes me so much, so but she had worked extra hours and on holidays. And, um, anyway, she bought something for all 10 of us kids. That was one special gift. And mine was a doll. And filled up our stockings. And my mom didn't know. And none of us knew she was going to do it. But truly, that doll, I just remember cradling that. Because I thought I was going to get nothing. Mm -hmm. And it meant so much to me. And my sister never told us until years later that it was her. But it truly stands out in my mind. Because I think it's the whole get less and give more. And that Christmas, we truly, it was meager. I mean, it wasn't. But it is the one that I will never forget. It was so profound. I was probably only eight. But it was Awesome! It was just a great, anyway, great experience all around. So, oh, for,
5: for sure.
4: sure. Okay, how can anyone go After I know, that? I know my 12th, my <laughs> Okay, shift gears. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Uh, mine is really much simpler than that. I um. When we lived in California, I was a graphic designer, and it was very important to me to have the designer house and the designer tree, and you know everything designer because that's who we are, and everything you do is putting it out there. So we—I I mean, honestly, one year I dried hydrangeas and I put them on the tree. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Another year I went to this Armenian market, got these mini eggplants and mini pears and tied them. I mean, it's just like out of control. Our kids hated those trees. They hated them. And they thought the Christmas tree was the worst and they they just wanted a regular tree like everyone else had. They wanted so, their ugly ornaments. Right. That they made in they school. did, they did. So when we moved here, I said, Okay, that's it. I give up. I'm not doing the tree anymore. The tree is yours. And oh, they shoot. decorated it however they wanted, and they declared it the most beautiful Christmas tree ever. Oh. And I
2: learned a big lesson about that. Mm-hmm. that you know, and I think it's the
4: participation. It's That's the experience, like you're saying, well, right?
2: It's our giving up what our vision is our and what it has to be. Exactly. And Something that I started many, many years ago, I think it's had to have been maybe 12 years ago. I was in a neighborhood and some women, we were talking over lunch one day, probably with our kids at our feet, just saying how we just get to Christmas and sometimes you go, was Christ even there? Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, because what what have we done to ruin Christmas trying to do so much? <laughs> and um, and so I, I offered because I'm am a I'm a party lover and not everybody wants to plan a party, but I said, you know what? Let's start off the the season together and kind of thinking about it. And it was just about four or five of us through the years. I've added a few people. You know, some people have dropped out. Um, Sometimes I did it with a friend of mine and we hosted together. But I call it the Come to Christ Luncheon. And Mm. for some women, it might seem like, oh, it's one more thing, but it's usually the first week in November. And I just put it out there and we read about Christ. We come prepared to talk about Christ. And really then everyone goes away saying, I get to define what it's going to look like for me. Mm. But in the years that I've done it most of those years, but in the years that I can say, I set the tone, it made me more mindful of things that when I was getting away from that feeling and I'm not saying I've been perfect at it because I blew one Christmas really really bad that I don't want to go back to <laughs> and uh, but the reality is is that sometimes our expectations are looking at the neighbors and saying oh but she does this mm-hmm. I should do that when in reality you should just stick with the two things that work for you that's one thing that works for me and it doesn't involve my family it does involve me and other women but it allows me to set the tone to be mindful of what I'm going to let in and what I'm going to keep out. Nice. I love that. For
0: me, getting back to your question, Michelle, on what can we do? It's simplifying. I am an idealist, and I have grandiose dreams in my head, but when I try to actualize those grandiose Mm -hmm. dreams in the ways that I have in my head, I end up really upset. So instead (laughs) of... Typing out my little lists on that (laughs) stocking and putting them in with beautiful foil wrapping It's on a post-it note and it's shoved in and it takes there you go Yes, there you go. So what I'm saying is just take what you want Take your vision Mm -hmm. and simplify it down to a way that is manageable for you that allows you to focus on the
2: relationships so this year that. we're having Kathy Rio at my come to Christ lunch. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and
3: I think it's amazing when you give up how much you find, like yes. sometimes, and don't, don't be afraid of letting your kids give up stuff. I wrote that article of that story and I couldn't believe how many people, and this isn't me dogging on anyone, but writing me back and just, I can't believe your mom would do that. And why would you? And I just was shocked that people wrote that because I'm like, don't you understand we gave up and then found Christmas because yeah. we yes, gave it up absolutely. and we didn't do that every year. And yes, we had it every other Christmas and yes, it was magical and yes but my kids I mean and that's why I told my husband this year I was like we have to allow them that opportunity that sacrifice because it's a gift to give them and yes. so that's what I'm like don't be afraid of taking some stuff away well, right. and let's, let's be
2: let's remember to celebrate someone else's yeah. joy because that to me sure. that's sad that someone can't it's look at that and part. say oh my goodness let's just celebrate yeah. the fact that that woman we weren't deprived for them. kids but right. I want to celebrate break Christy's advent Yes, year. I want to sure, celebrate Yeah children. And you can do both. Doing the tree. You yep. can give up and have an advent. That's part, part of Yeah,
0: Christmas. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And, and I think we need to give up on other people's expectations for us and Absolutely, our expectations yes. for mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. I have hosted Thanksgiving at my house um, every other year since I've been married. And I took all of grandma's traditional recipes and my mom's and combined them all and all of Doug's and my husband's <laughs> and all I was making twenty-seven dishes oh every Thanksgiving. God. And it was oh. so overwhelming and I hated Thanksgiving. And well and it's my favorite I holiday. Hate yeah, so For I, you. Well I know I hate right? you. Yeah, and I hated feeling those feelings <laughs> on Thanksgiving. That's and then right. I realized who has these expectations? Is it them or is it me it's or only who? Apps, and I'm just yeah. giving them up. And I cut way back a couple of years ago and suddenly I was okay yeah I love that it's, it's, although I would it's,
6: like yeah. to come I'm not going to lie I'm yeah, like 27 I, 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 it was like, delicious Christy and they were continue awesome. that please
1: yes. and I'll be there we will be, we will be over on the 26th is it yeah. your year yeah is it year
6: <laughs>
0: we will be having four dishes I don't dishes. want you to feel stressed but, yeah, but
3: I will be there
1: no and I love this conversation too because I've, I've definitely gone through ebbs and flows where I have things that I do and my biggest problem is in the gift giving um, because I have created some traditions for myself mm-hmm. like my mom and my mother-in-law get Christmas calendars every year and so it's basically like making 24 scrapbook pages oh, for that's. every year. You, if you do that once, I'm going to tell you they want it every, every year. year. <laughs> no, <they laughs> do. Ouch. And so I have gone through different iterations of doing them and not doing them. And of course, I still need to do them. But now I just do them in October and it's OK. It doesn't have to be done in December. And so I right. set different Good. timelines for things. And my kids have birthdays around Christmas, too. My daughter's birthday is on the oh. 21st oh. and then my son's birthday's on January 8th. And so we do birthday, Christmas birthday at our house. And it really feels like presents for an entire month. And it makes yep. me absolutely crazy. So we had to simplify gift giving, not necessarily because we couldn't afford it, but because we d- they didn't need that many presents that close together and so our kids get three presents for Christmas if it's good enough for Jesus it's good enough for them There we go. and so they get a gift of wonder something they really want a gift of practicality something they need and they get a gift of learning and that's just what it needed to happen for me to simplify but then also to try to bring meaning in and I want to toss it over to Connie because Connie has a fantastic book out she is probably the queen of simplifying and savoring the holidays which is the title of her book and so Connie I'd love to have you share with us what What is your best takeaway tip for people who are trying to simplify and really enjoy and live in the season?
6: You know, I, you're so sweet. I, I think what happened for me was a few years ago, having so many kids, I just felt like it was the mom show. It was like me doing Christmas, and I was providing this entertainment for everyone and trying to make sure everybody was happy, and instead of it being a family celebration, a family season, and that's what shifted for me. And that's what I talk about in there is just is doing it as a family. Next week for family night, that's what we do is in October, late October, we'll – get together, we'll do a whiteboard, we'll say what's the untouchables, that's the traditions that we really feel like every year really makes us feel it's the heart of Christmas. And then we have enjoyables. And we'll list out things that we really want to do, sound like a lot of fun, and we'll just plug them in where we can, but they're not absolutely essential. And so when when we get the family, I call it the family buy-in, when you get sit down with your family and say, what kind of a feeling do we want for Christmas this year? Do we want excitement? Do we want peace? What What is the feeling that we're going after? Do we want fulfillment, like from serving? Then you kind of get a better idea of what is it that we need from the Christmas this year, because every year it really is a little different depending on your circumstance and, and life situations. And so anyway, we do that as a family night, and then I have a little, it has a little take-along planner, and then we just talk about what's the meals, what's the fun things that we want to do, what's the the baking things that are really fun. And we just throw them all out there and we put it down and that gives us a kind of a basis for for what we want to do. And it's been so fun. I look forward to the season now because of that. And that's led to us doing, you know, getting rid of traditions that just weren't working for us and then adding on some new ones. Like last year we added on the ugly Christmas boot. We found this boot on clearance and it was so (laughs) tacky. And we filled it with fun stuff and money and food and all kinds of stuff, and then we we left it on a doorstep and said, pass it on. So there's a really ugly Christmas food that is circulating. We're going to try to find another one to share. But that was a new tradition, and that's because I I felt joyful. I felt, oh, that's so fun. Why don't we try this this year? Because I wasn't, you know, encumbered by trying to keep up with all the stuff in the past. So I'm I'm with Christy, too, with simplifying just so that you can savor being able to involve the family and delegating out to everybody. So it's not just mom doing Christmas, but everybody has a piece of the pie to do, so to speak.
1: I love that, and i I think you brought up some really great points that are good for us to remember. You know, for some of us, we're probably sitting here thinking, you know, I need to add a little bit more meaning. I need to add some traditions that are going to help me focus on the season or focus on giving a little bit more. Um, and there are some of us that are saying, you know what, I really need to take some things away so I can focus and really um, do what we're talking about of really living and enjoying in the season. And so I appreciate you bringing that up, and also the reminder that we can have our kids do some of these things too. That if they really, really love the tradition of the tree let them do it if they really really love the tradition of cooking teach them how and i think there's some good pieces of that and where whatever you do and however you do that that makes it um just makes it more meaningful because you've added that meaning to it sometimes we let the holidays happen to us instead of figuring out the kind of holiday that we want to create and so i appreciate you sharing that connie does anybody have any final comments before we go i want to make sure Yes, Jenna. You you know, there is one, I liked what she said, untouchable. There is one untouchable tradition
4: in the Parkin family, and it's at Thanksgiving and it has nothing to do with food. Everybody has three kernels of corn above Mm -hmm. their plate, symbolizing that meager Thanksgiving feast. And everybody gets to say at the end of the meal three things that they're grateful for. Mm, And it usually turns into a cry fest. And sometimes hours, we really stretch our three things to be very inclusive, but that is the best part of Thanksgiving is that chance to share. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Yes. And I love that you shared that too, because it reminded me of sometimes the times where I think to myself and I ask my kids, what are the gifts you're going to give back? this year. They think so much about what are they Uh going to receive that we talk about what are the gifts we're going to give back and that comes in the service that comes in the other things and uh, I hope that you'll share all of those things with us and join us this over the next couple of months through um, living in the season, the hashtag living in the season and join us on Facebook and Instagram or wherever you love to play but I love this quote um, that's from Fred Rogers who we love it says I like to compare the holiday season with the way a child listens to a favorite story. The pleasure is in the familiar familiar way the story begins, the anticipation of familiar turns it takes, the familiar moments of success, uh, of suspense, and the familiar climax and ending. And just like that girl that I talked about at the beginning, she had nothing familiar. Nothing was the, the what, the, the holidays didn't mean anything to her because she didn't have those traditions. And how important and how anchoring those can be for each of us when we do them with meaning and we do them the right way. However you celebrate, whatever you do, whether it's close or far away, and whatever this season is bringing you, know those. That- we wish you all of the best in whatever you're creating and that you will have some of your happiest of memories. And we encourage you to give you, yourself, your family and the season some living room. It is almost time for one of my very favorite local holiday traditions. And that's the Hale Center Theater in Orem's production of A Christmas Carol. And this year will be especially fun because one of our co-hosts, Christy and her two daughters will be performing in the show.
0: Not only do I love performing at Hale Center Theater Orem, but I love patronizing the theater as well. Last year, my husband and I had season tickets to all of the shows. And let me tell you, that date night has been amazing. (laughs) Next year's lineup includes box office hits like Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, Peter Pan, and one of my very favorite comedies of all time, See How They Run. Mm -hmm. Just to name a few. They have season ticket packages starting at just $49 for kids and $67 for adults. That is totally doable. Wow. And I just I when I read those
1: prices I thought seriously, are you serious? I you can I can't even sometimes get one date night for that price, let alone right. a whole year, a whole year's worth of activities.
0: I know. Plus you don't even have to choose the seats where they sit. Or the dates when you purchase the season tickets. So it makes gift giving so simple. Well, I think that just Hmm. took care of my Christmas shopping. Mm -hmm. So for those
1: of you who are (laughs) interested in giving away experience this time of year and also enjoying some fun holiday traditions, tickets can be purchased by calling 801 226 8600 or online at hail theater.org. And just a note that theater is spelled with an E R take your mom, take a date, take your friends and give yourself some living room
0: with a trip to the Hale center theater in Orem. Thanks for coming to the living room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.